Today's scripture reading comes from Mark chapter 1, verse 32 through 35. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. The word of the Lord. Well, it is my honor and privilege to introduce to you our speaker for Renewal Week, Pastor Gabriel Salguero. He and his wife, Janet, uh, they uh, lead the congregation of The Gathering Place in Orlando, Florida. We have had them speak uh, multiple occasions here on this campus, and they have uh, just become just such great uh, people who have just loved this place, who love the young people, who love uh, college students, and so we're so grateful for him and his ministry and the ways that God wants to use him to speak to us during this time, and so I just ask you to just be, uh, to open your hearts just a little bit more to what God has to say to us through Pastor Gabriel Salguero. Would you help me give a warm PLNU welcome to Pastor Gabe. Que bueno estar con ustedes en esta mañana. So good to be with you this morning and honored to be here for Renewal Week and the beginning of African American History Month and the year of the tiger all coming together. I'd like to thank you for ordering the warm weather here in San Diego as I arrived last night at midnight. Receive a warm welcome from Orlando, my beautiful wife. She's happily married for the last 20 years. And <laughs> that was a serious comment. I mean, I'm just <laughs> affirming how she feels about me. She's been married to me for the last 20 years uh, and eight months uh, and two days, nine hours and 59 minutes. <laughs> my beautiful two sons, my 16-year-old and my 13-year-old, who I, I hope are not watching while they're in school today. So you know the story. What time is it in the city? It's... Pressure time. Somebody say with me, pressure time. I, I'll tell you what pressure time is so that you understand how that is. When you give a Pentecostal pastor who's Latino 20 minutes to preach, that's pressure time. In 20 minutes, I just get through the names of Jesus. Lily of the Valleys, Rose of Sharon, Bright and Morning Star, Desired of All the Ages. <laughs> But then I was trained reformed, so if you give me 20 minutes, I don't know what to do with the other 14. <laughs> That's a little theology joke. Jesus is in a city, and everything is going wrong. There were many sick. There were many possessed of the devil. And pressure time is that they were all knocking on his door. When I was younger, and I still think I'm young... There was a movie called Talladega Nights. I do not recommend it. It's poor acting. It's, it's, you're not getting, you know, high thespian quality. 
But you remember the scene at the table where every person at the table prays to the Jesus of his or her choice. Sweet little baby Jesus in a manger. And one of the other persons at the table says, you do know he grew up. And one of them says, my favorite Jesus is action Jesus. Well, Mark is action Jesus. Jesus is always on the move. The word immediately or some form thereof in the first five chapters of Mark appears more than 10 times. Jesus is moving. He must have been Latino. <laughs> you all know God is Latino, right? <laughs> you knew that, right? Because who else would name their son Jesus <laughs> and turn him over to Maria and Jose? Y'all know that. good crowd. <laughs> Jesus is moving and Jesus is acting on behalf of people. He's healing. He's performing exorcisms. People are coming with every type of petition. One translation in Spanish says, y todos tocaban a su puerta. Y todos tocaban a su puerta. And they all knocked on his door. Jesus was in high demand, but he too got tired. And it is possible that in all of our reaching and all of our doing and all of our accomplishing and all of our exam taking and all of our goal achieving to lose ourselves. It is possible to do great things and be lost. It is possible to have wide reach and poor roots. And Jesus, acutely aware of the demands on his life, is a phrase that the Gospel of Mark is not common because Mark is focusing on the action. But in this phrase of Mark chapter 1, you notice something about the vitality of the life of Jesus that we need in America and in the Western world more than ever. And early in the morning. Aún mientras todavía estaba oscuro, while it was yet dark. For many of us in America and across the world, it is still dark. When people ask me, Gabriel, Alexis, Salguero, Atacio, Echevarria, Ramon, Rivera, what time is it? That's just my first name. <laughs> For many people, it is still dark. It is the question that the children ask Mr. Tumnus in the Chronicles of Narnia, what time is it? And Mr. Tumnus, who also was a hybrid like many of us, half Narnian, half fawn, <laughs> the hybridity of postmodern life, the integrated reality of mixed marriages and mixed races and, and immigration and migration and second, third, and fourth, fifth generation, we're all a little Narnian and a little fawn. And when they asked him, what time is it? El Señor Tumnus respondió, es invierno en Narnia. It is, Chris, it is winter in Narnia. But then he says, but never Christmas. 
It is a terrible thing to have a winter without a Christmas. And Jesus enters into the winter of this village. What John Steinbeck, quoting Shakespeare from Richard III, for all those literature majors in the house, it was the winter of our discontent. And some winters last for years. And in the midst of our winters, the sickness, the legions, the pressures of life, it is possible to lose groundedness. It is possible to have people knocking at your door, to have your resume visited by the best businesses in the country. It is possible to be an academic star, an athletic star. It is possible to be a professor emeritus or a professor with tenure. It is possible to be a college president. It is possible to be influential and have tens of thousands of followers on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and whatever else is out there. And it still be dark. Because listen, you are not what you do. What you do rises from who you are. Of course, this is iterative. Of course, both form each other in your doing, your becoming, and in your becoming, your doing. Life is complicated. But somehow, someone has sold us a bill of goods that if we heal the city, if we are influencers, if we graduate summa cum laude, magna cum laude, or like some of us, laud, laud, or help us laud. <laughs> the one who laughs the loudest reveals their innermost thoughts. <laughs> Hermanos y hermanas, Jesus is entering into a difficult moment and he knows that for the difficulties of his age, of his epoch, of his era, of his time, he needed to be grounded in someone, in something greater than himself. And early in the morning while it was yet dark, I'm speaking to some people who for them, the last 18 months, the last two years, God help us, some of us, for more than that. It is still yet dark. And we need a place to call home. I've seen The Wizard of Oz multiple times. I have children. It is my penitence. <laughs> and you all know that Dorothy is lifted either in a dream or in a reality, whether in the flesh or in the spirit, I know not, said Paul. And she's lifted to another world, and what takes her to that other world is a tornado. And she says, this isn't Kansas anymore. And many of us the world over, not, yes, not just the U.S., Latin America, Africa, Asia, all of North America, the Caribbean, Many of us have been uprooted by a tornado and things are knocking on our door. I have two sons who spent a year plus on, in virtual school. It was devastating to their emotional psyche. Necessary? 
absolutely, but difficult. Homeschooling was no picnic for me either. And I am trained as an educator. And the disintegration and the disconnectedness, to quote the Harvard sociologist Robert Putnam, the dis-ease of our day, social disintegration, we are not connected, we are not grounded, swept over an entire generation of people with sadness, with melancholy, with some depression. The challenges of the mental health index skyrocketed. Por supuesto que sí. There are diseases. There are sick. There are principalities in the city. And it is dark. Mírame. Mírame. And what does Jesus do? He goes to a solitary place. And there he prays. Grounded in the reality that there is a God, a Father who sustains him permanently. Who is greater than the demands on his life. Allow me to share with you that for me, this is not just an exegesis of a Jesus in action who needed rest. This is not just a reflection like the book says. The ruthless doing away of hurry. This is more than just a call by some of our great contemplatives of modern society. It's more than that. I'm not just appealing to, to the people who tell us we need to contemplate. I am saying that it is an absolute necessity to address the dis-ease of our generation. Si no lo hacemos, ¿qué pasará con nosotros? If we don't find home, what will happen with the tornadoes of life? And what is home? Home is where you are loved unconditionally. Dios te ama sin condiciones. Rich, poor, black, white, Latino, Asian, First Nations, athletic, less athletic. <laughs> Different bodiedness and abilities. Home is where you can sit even in the dark and hear the whisper of God says, I love you. Whether you achieve or you don't achieve, I love you. Whether you heal or don't heal, yo te amo. This is the story of my life. A little over 10 years ago, I was, a little more than 10 years ago, I was finishing, I was studying my PhD in New York City in Christian social ethics. I worked at the White House on the Faith-Based Advisory Council. I was, in my own estimation, at the height of my ecclesial and pastoral influence. Our coalition was growing leaps and bounds. I was invited to great universities like Port Loma Nazarene University. 
And in the midst of all that, happily married, we were about to have our, we were in the middle of raising our two children, about finishing the PhD and moving back to, do a, to start a church plant. In the middle of all that, with all of that accomplishedness, Gabriel estaba vacío. I was empty. And I fell into a deep depression that made me suicidal. I know what St. John of the Cross calls the dark night of the soul, what Martin Luther calls anfectum, the soul struggle, what my kids call, you are tore up from the floor up. <laughs> tore up from the floor up. And in the midst of the struggle, I had to find home. I went to therapy, which God used in part to heal me. Another instrument of God's healing for my life was singing. Not my singing, because that's not healing at all. <laughs> like, I, I, I think you're laughing with me, right? <laughs> And in the midst of this, I would sit in a dark room, kind of like this. <laughs> For hours and stare into an empty space. I was star student in the PhD studies. I was a teaching assistant for the most tenured professor in the seminary where I was studying. I was publishing articles. I was traveling. I was working with who was then president. And I was empty because it is possible to be healing people, to do, be doing exorcisms, and for you to be in high demand and it still be dark. It is possible for it to be Christmas and winter. It is possible to quote, quote Carlos Dickens, Charles Dickens, for it to be the best of times and the worst of times, the age of wisdom and the age of foolishness. Dickens says we were all going to heaven and we were all going directly in the opposite direction. In the paradox of being successful if you lose home. If you lose your identity. Y mírame, mírame. Mírame. Your identity is that you are beautifully and wonderfully made and that you are loved unconditionally. But there are weapons of mass distraction. Life can get in the way. Tornadoes visit the Kansas of our groundedness. You could be doing extraordinary things in dark hours. And you pull back. And you center yourself. Prayer. Prosukomai. To kiss the face of God. And to be kissed by the face of God. I flew on Air Force One with former president. And the week after that flight that was televised. And with national interviews on some of the well-known media. I was suicidal. One night, my beautiful wife. 
I too am happily married. As I was struggling for that, I, I remember one evening kneeling. That's how I was taught to pray. It's not the only way to pray. It's how I pray. One of the ways I pray. I said to God, God, I've been studying neo-Marxism for the last several years. I, I, I'm wrestling with Voltaire and Rousseau and Nietzsche, the twilight of the idols, and, and, and Marcuse, and, and I was all in that thought, and, and, and some postmodern thought of Judith Butler and others. And in all of my wrestling, I grew up Pentecostal. My father was a heroin addict who lived under bridges and was radically redeemed by the grace of God. And God changed him from a heroin addict into a pastor because that's what grace can do. I knelt and I said to God, I don't know if you're out there. I don't really know if I believe. But if you are, help me. Because Kansas was still there, but I could not see it. Because the tornadoes overwhelmed my life. The sick. The possessed. The demands. Overwhelmed me. And I couldn't find home. Hey. Have you ever been surrounded by people and felt all by yourself? Has everybody ever lauded you and said, at a boy or at a woman, and even in the midst of those accolades, you still do not feel replenished, that you're your best self and you're flourishing because God created you to flourish, not absent suffering or sacrifice. And in the midst of that, I cried out, Dios, si tú estás allí, ayúdame. My wife began to sing. And Jeanette can sing. <laughs> I sing because I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow he watches over me feliz cantando alegre yo vivo siempre así si el cuida de las aves cuidará también de mí and that Cantus firmus, Diedrich Bonhoeffer called it, strong song in the midst of suffering, broke through. It was an instant, I wasn't better in a day, but it was a prayer while it was yet dark. I came here because like the prophet Zechariah, I am a prisoner of hope. And I believe in a God who sings songs over us, even when our city is infirm, is in need of exorcisms, our nation is, Putnam calls it tribalism, Samuel Huntington, the political philosopher called it clash of civilizations, we have our political tribes, Democrat, Republican, Independent. We have our ideological tribes and we cannot find home. But God 
is singing over us because Christmas is not afraid of winter. Because darkness is a reality, but so is the resurrection. And so with your heads bowed and your hearts open, I want you to sit with me the next few minutes as God would lead you. And find the places in that village of your heart that are overwhelmed. Encuentra esos lugares en las aldeas de tus corazones that are in need of healing. It is possible to affirm two things at the same time. La vida es compleja. Life is complex. It is possible to, to affirm that it is dark and that God is present. And perhaps you cannot see the barn. Perhaps you cannot see the family members of your small community in Kansas, whatever the Kansas of your heart is. And you like the Thor Dorothy of yesteryear need to tap your shoes together. Bow your knees, raise your hand, do it silently, do it aloud, and repeat to your heart, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. And when I discovered, and I'm discovering still, that all of this like the leaf passes away like the wind passes away. Accomplishments, influence. But that home is where I am unconditionally loved. Flaws and flourishing. Strengths and weaknesses. Beauty and ashes. If you're able for the next few minutes as we worship God in the language of our hearts, to sit in the place where the city is overwhelmed by disease and exorcisms and demands and it is dark find a place to prosukomai to kiss and be kissed by the face of God it doesn't matter what you've gone through, what you're going through, what you will go through. This thing I know for sure, you are loved. And there is no greater force than love. So will you pray with us as we worship? I want to just pray prayers of hope with you as we worship. Lord, help us find hope above the distractions and the pains, above the losses, the laments, the grief, the mistakes, above the accomplishments and the pride and the narcissism and the hubris. Help us find home. Come Holy Spirit, do it in our lives in every person from the youngest to the oldest and everyone in between in the matchless name of Jesus and through the work 
of your Holy Spirit. In the next few minutes as you worship, would you push away the cobwebs and press towards home? Let's do it together as we worship.